One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go, 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 go. Welcome to the most must sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Hanson McElvain. What is up? It, oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oops, I bumped the mic. I apologize. Just holding on to my fantasy football championship belt because... Your XFL belt? Yeah, my yeah, which is supposed to say XFFL. Um because obviously it's fantasy, but uh, yeah, holding on to this because week one went really well, and this week uh, Devontae Adams didn't do fuck all, and neither did Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and the team I'm going against is currently Russell Wilson, and it's not, uh, and Matt Ryan, because we have a super flex, so that's fun. So I'm just, I got to hold my belt while I still can. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, might want to get some pictures with it and send I also some don't. folks. I also don't want to cover this up too much. I would say make yeah, make your shirt known. Yeah, shirt's got to be known. Podcast listeners, all lives matter or all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. But anyway, let's talk. So thankfully, I bring up fantasy because thankfully none of my players <laughs> were involved in the mass injury plague that hit the NFL today. So we got to talk about this. I will well, say right. It, off the- it might it might be a location issue. We've been hearing about a possible location issue where most of the injuries are coming from. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I will say right off the bat, we are currently watching Sunday Night Football as we're recording. Um, And hopefully it times out where we can talk. It'll be close to the end of the game by the time we get to it. it, I don't think it's going to come down to the wire. Someone's going to pull out here. So it doesn't feel like it, but maybe it, I don't know. Right now we're watching. Uh, I mean, throwing the ball like he's an MVP quarterback sometimes minus the almost interception right there. We're towards the end of the third quarter right now, and it's, I mean, it's a four-point game, so we'll see. Um, but we'll it's get to that game. It's a lot closer than we were expecting. Exactly, exactly. But we'll get that, to that, that game. That's kind of the theme of this week, honestly. Yeah, right? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up the injuries right, right off the bat, and then we're going to get, we're going to dive more into the injuries as we get to each game. So I, just to start off the bat, the 49ers kind of were hit the worst. Um Nick Bosa, uh, he is feared to have torn his ACL and is potentially out for the season. Um, even if he's not, he's going to miss the majority of it. Solomon Th- Thomas was also carted off the field. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, injured his ankle and was out for the game. And running back Raheem Mostert hurt his knee, and he was also out for the rest of the game. Um, rough day for the 49ers, but like I said, we're going to get into that. Um, probably the biggest one, if you don't if you don't count the four that the 49ers had the biggest injury was the New York Giants star running back Saquon Barkley most likely I mean I'm not a doctor and obviously he's having an MRI tomorrow but most likely tearing his ACL and he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season that one's huge and like um, more in that that's a more than ace that's like an ACL MCL LCL meniscus like yeah he, it was he, he did some big boy stuff you know it's bad when Saquon was just writhing in pain on the ground. Um, and uh, and honestly, the Giants even lost Sterling Shepard uh, with a toe injury for that game. And we know 
as Packer fans, Devontae Adams missed some time last year. And even when he came back, he was pretty slow with that toe injury. Like toe injuries are big. I've had one, but I broke my toe in middle school. It's not fun. (laughs) It takes a very long time to heal. Now imagine being a multi-million dollar like wide receiver trying to run around with a broken toe. Exactly. So, so yeah, tough for those two teams. Uh, Justin Herbert, we're going to talk about at some point because Justin Herbert got to start for the chargers because Tyrod Taylor uh, on Friday was questionable in practice because of a rib injury. He was good to go for the game. He was cleared, but then all of a sudden I, he must've re-aggravated it during pregame warmups. So, and he went to the hospital today. I don't know if Correct. you heard about that. Yeah, he went yes, to the hospital they, with chest pain. Yeah, because all of a sudden, literally the game started and everyone was like, wait, uh, Justin Herbert's in the game. What, what's happening? No one was figuring out. So finally the news came out that Tyrod uh, had ch- had a chest injury um, that, like I said, re-aggravated before the game. He had to go to the hospital. It And, uh, well, we're going to talk about that uh, too when we get to it. Christian McCaffrey, after a touchdown, is listed as questionable return um, after Carolina's lo- – uh, yeah, after Carolina's loss to the Buccaneers with a hamstring injury. Hamstring is going to be the key the key uh, word today. It seems like a lot of those. Um, the Colts wide receiver pairs, Campbell, carted off the field. That one looked bad, um, as well as Malik Hooker, who uh, due to – a Due to an Achilles injury, um, both did not return to the game. Devontae Adams was out with another hamstring injury. Uh, he's questionable return. He looked like he probably could have gone back out. He was standing the entire time on the sideline. Um, but the Packers were already up at, a, at, at that point, so maybe they just kept him out for safety's sake. We'll see how that goes as the week goes on. Rams rookie back Cam Akers went out with a rib injury. The Broncos lost Drew Locke for the remainder of the game with a right shoulder injury. Um, that brought out quarterback Jeff Driscoll, I believe it was. Um, and Cortland Sutton also had to leave with a knee slash leg cramping. Um, and the Dolphins lost Byron Jones with a groin injury. That was uh, and Anthony Barr with a shoulder injury. Mike Boone with a concussion. And the Jets lost Brashad Perriman due to an ankle injury. Holy shit. It was just one after another after another. It was like it was legitimately 16 before halftime of the noon slot of games. It was ridiculous. So this is all the injuries, and I know like there's normally a lot of injuries, but I, I'm just looking at the ESPN page right now, and it's just like injuries, and like this is only to what? Like we're only to Detroit. We're only at Detroit. It's just we keep going. We keep going and keep going and keep going. It, there, there's so many injuries right now in the NFL for week two. And I think this is kind of starting to show what happens when there's no preseason. So um, for, for all you people for future reference, I'm pretty sure at least two weeks of preseason are going to need to be a thing from here on out because (laughs) this is bad. Well, that's the thing. I, if I, I thought we were going to have a shit ton of injuries week one. I'm surprised it happened week two. I don't know why. Maybe there's some science behind it. Why? all of this happened week two instead of week one. I think um, they were anticipating injuries week one. So everybody played a bit more careful. And then week two, they were all like, Oh, we didn't get hurt week one. So right. <laughs> week two, like, we're fine. Um, so yeah, that it, it, it's so weird. So I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully that doesn't, hopefully this doesn't continue. Obviously we never wish injuries on anyone. Um, it was just a, 
very strange day. And honestly, a lot of these injuries are going to have major impacts on the rest of the season. Um, so we'll get into all of those as we go. And honestly, let's start with Saquon because that's the first game I have slated down to the Bears beating the Giants after Saquon goes down 13 to 17. Chicago comes out on top. Neither team really looked good. And say, how many more gifts does Chicago need at this point? You know, exa- like, dude, I, I, I don't know. The, Chicago has beaten two teams that they are slightly better than. That, that's that's the only read I've gotten away from this. I can't say anything on the Bears because their defense still doesn't look great. Um, because the the Giants still scored after Saquon left too. They scored a touchdown, and. I don't know. Uh, I think I mostly want to focus on the Giants, and you kind of brought up a good point before we started recording about what this kind of means for the Giants losing Saquon potentially for the season. I mean, so if he's out for the season, like going into today's game, there was talks that if he like didn't have a like one or one or two games over a hundred yards in the next five, that they were going to try to trade him. If he didn't I mean, perform, basically. But yeah, they, like a, he was going to need a 100-yard game basically in the next five yeah. or he or something pretty close a couple times. Um, and ever since that kind of came out, there's buzz around kind of around NFL insiders today about what was, that was going to mean for the running back market because running backs are kind of in a weird financial spot right now. Uh, Cause some running backs are super, super expensive and some running backs are super like bang for your buck, which we're seeing with a lot of teams like Adrian Peterson, like is bang for your buck as it gets in Detroit right now. Um, so if Saquon's out for the season, that really kind of, a, that doesn't just affect the giants and what their plans are for this season. Not because we are saying they went from possibly sneaking into even maybe a super bowl, because they were looking really good. They might be able to sneak their way in something that far into the postseason. Or, or, or from now, from that, to maybe thinking about tanking because of losing one player. It's kind yeah, of I mean, I, I, listen, I, I still – I don't believe – even if organizations want to tank, which I'm sure it's happened before, we've seen it, I, a lot of players don't want to, so I don't know if that, I still don't, I still think a lot of these guys are going to go out there and try to fight for jobs. I think Daniel Jones still needs to kind of prove that he is still that guy. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the Giants, I, I, I don't know, because I think with Saquon, I said, I even said it in the preview for this week that they were kind of the team, in my opinion, that was maybe going to somewhat challenge the Cowboys. Um, because I mean, Washington could, but I, Philly just it's just not going to work for Philly this year. And with the loss of Saquon, I mean, that basically guarantees that the Cowboys are going to win this division. And the future of the Giants, I, I mean, they could look to trade Saquon at this point. They really could because they, now he's become injury prone. He's become unreliable. And he honestly hasn't even performed that well. Um, so that it's it's going to be very interesting looking forward on this one i mean he went from first round draft pick value this morning to like maybe third or fourth round like worth for a trade and in the nfl open market that we're talking millions of dollars like the giants just lost millions of dollars in value today so yeah, it's t- crazy tough day for the giants 
Speaking of crazy, though, let's talk about this fucking game. Oh, my God. The Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of them, boys. Well, another team that, that's just – they got lucky for no goddamn reason. And okay. I, I just need to say, I give the Cowboys full credit for what they did. That was an unbelievable comeback. They did not give up. They kept doing what they needed to do. They deserved that win. However, the Atlanta Falcons special team – is going to get an absolute ass chewing because why did three different Falcons watch that fucking onside kick go past the 10 yard? They just watched it. They're like, oh, oh, we're gonna give you a chance to get I've this. I've never we're gonna- seen this type of onside kick before. Fucking fall on top of the ball. The that Cowboys. Was actually a really interesting kick method. It, it was great. Greg Zerline, awesome. like I said, the Cowboys did a great job. Why would you not fall on the ball before the 10-yard line? Because the Cowboys literally can't touch it until then. You can. The kicking team or the, the receiving team can touch can it. touch it whenever they want, yeah. But three different Falcons players. Go back and watch it. Three different Falcons players. Know, are just, just, it's like they're waiting for like the punt to go towards the goal line so they can get it closer to the, to the one. I was – I, ha- I literally had flashbacks they, they to had the like fucking – They had brain farts. I had flashbacks to the Seahawks-Brandon Bostic game. I really did. No, was, that's LeBron going to J.R. Smith. Like, oh my God, it was just, ah, uh, I couldn't believe it. But like, okay, but here's my actual takeaway from this game is both offenses are great and we knew that, but both defenses also suck dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that, it, was a, it was a really fun game to watch. There was a lot, there was a lot of yard today, just in general, a lot of yardage. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like Dak had 450 yards. Can we just take a moment? He really? He was 34 for 47, 450 yards with a touchdown. Only That's one touchdown. Crazy. I and, and Zeke ran for 90. So, like, I mean, that's definitely Mike McCarthy offensive numbers. I mean, right. that, those were the type of numbers Aaron Rodgers was getting when they were in their prime. So, I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. It, it was it was it was a fun game to watch, especially offensively. I have Calvin Ridley in a couple of my leagues. Um, he's going to be one of my guys this season, and I think he's great. And the and honestly, the receiving core, Hayden Hurst showed up today, and Matt Ryan looks like you know the uh, it's it's the odd year Matt Ryan <laughs> or the even year I guess we'll call it. But like he, I don't know. I I don't even know what to say. Both of these defenses need to figure something out because I there's going to be teams that these teams can't put 40 points up against. And the other team may be able to like they, their defense needs to keep them in games. And the Falcons were doing that for a while. The Falcons honestly played three good quarters, but as, as we always yeah. say, you got to play a full four quarters. Um, but That's Dallas, they played I mean, a really solid first half. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Dallas too. And uh, uh, digs their cornerback. I can't remember, but the rookie cornerback, and Mike McCarthy giving him the, the, like, listen, Mike, I really understand you trying to give your vote of confidence to this rookie, but he was going against Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And he, <laughs> I saw his interview where he answered this too. He's like, no disrespect to these two, but I really have faith in that. It's like, dude, you have a rookie <laughs> who played like, no, there's no, there's, you should not have, I, it just put a target on this guy. I think it, I think it honestly put a chip on Julio and Calvin Ridley and Matt, and Matt Ryan and and Which he dropped a an mistake. In, yeah, and he dropped an interception that was underthrown. And there, ooh, touch. All right, all right. Patriots aren't going away here. Um, I'm telling you, Cam 
if he keeps getting better week by week like he's doing, he, he, he might try to fight for an MVP. I'm serious. We'll see. This, yeah, we'll see about um, that. The, this week by week progression is what I'm keeping an eye on because at this rate, man. Mm. Oh, boy. Basically, my point is the Falcons are going to compete for a wild card spot purely on their offense. Yeah. Um, but the Cow- And the Cowboys are going to win their division, but neither team are going to win playoff games because they don't have the defense for it. At least right now. I mean, trades can still happen and stuff, but the Cowboys are already injury-ridden. Um, so I, I really don't see either of them doing much of anything come playoff time. I'm happy to see Todd Gurley getting 21 carries. That's nice. Um, but what I'm not happy to see is it's only 61 yards. So I mean, it's still like three yards a carry. It's not awful. It's not great. Um, but I think he's got to get used to 21 carries a game now. <laughs> Because so, he hasn't had that in, you know, 18 months. So sure. it, this is something that, that's going to be a little bit new for him. He's got to get his legs back. For sure. All right. Let's talk about potentially, is this the best offense in football? I, the Green Bay Packers have the most points in two, and I think the most yards in the first two weeks. I know we have the most points because we, we literally have had the most points in the first two games. Or in each in each of the first two weeks. Oh, I didn't realize Aaron Jones went for 168. Well, it helps that he had a 80 yard touchdown to start the third quarter. Yeah. Oh man, that was it beautiful. Was, listen, I, this is the best rushing attack that the Packers have had since 2003. Um, uh, so that's that is this is the best rushing attack that Aaron Rodgers has had, and Rodgers looks good. Even when Tay went down, I mean, okay, Marquez still has his issues. We know this. Marquez is going to have his issues, but Aaron still trusts him. And yeah. Aaron Jones is still a good receiver. And yep. Jonathan or Jamal at Jamal Williams is still a good receiver. And Lazard yep. is still there. And you and Jay Sternberger. I know as soon as Sternberger dropped that, I was about to call you and be like, KO, your guy. KO, your guy. This is supposed to be his breakout year. Yeah. Now, those your were, other guy on the other, JK Scott had a great day. JK had a great Hey, and I wore his jersey. I've been I've wore his jersey the past two weeks, and it will continue for the next 16 weeks. Well, 17 weeks. Um, we got a bye week coming up after two more. I oh, I can't wait for next week. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to focus too much on the Lions because I don't think they're going to be too much of anything this year. They're going to upset a few people, but they're not going to – I don't think they're going to push for the playoffs. Yeah, they'll be a nuisance for teams trying to make it in. Yeah. Um, but, but, man, the Packers, I, I want to see them against, you know, like next week. Hmm. I absolutely cannot wait for Sunday Night Football next week because that is going to be – that's the test. And if the Packers offense still looks good, if they still look good – not they're not going to look great because New Orleans is good. Like their defense is really good, but if they still look good and they still put up, you know, twenty five plus points, this is going to be a scary team, and they're going to compete this year. Especially with San Fran, who was our kryptonite, especially with them losing a lot of key defensive players and Jimmy Garoppolo potentially for a little bit too. Um. So I, I texted you earlier, and I was like. I've got a semi-hot take about how I feel about the oh, Packers yeah. right now. Let's hear it. Um, I think they made the right move not drafting any wide receivers. Or at least they knew what they were doing. They knew what they had. And they Ex- felt comfortable with what they had. With Scantling and Lazard? 
and MVS. Like, I, I, I think they, they knew what they had for weapons already, and they knew with what Aaron Rodgers could do with them, they were going to feel – they were going to be really comfortable. And Jordan Love is the type of guy that has an Aaron Rodgers-style game. Just he's very young. So this setup gives him like three, four full seasons yeah. to really like old school get ready. So the, I think the Packers are taking one out of the old school playbook here and maybe playing it that way. I don't disagree with you because, I mean, that that is most likely their mindset um, because we've seen Rodgers. We've seen a lot of receivers leave Green Bay and not do anything. And even James Jones coming back and becoming a, a star because he came back and not doing anything yeah. any, any else, anywhere else. But um, the, only, the only thing that I keep thinking of when people say that, and, and again, I, I agree because Rodgers is amazing, but just imagine, imagine if we had someone like Lavishka Chenault. Yeah. Like if we had another weapon, it, just imagine what this offense could have been. And I get that we can still be good with this, but imagine if we were – even better that that's the only thing because none of those those first two picks what it was jordan love and aj dylan our first and, two picks and Jordan love's not going to see the field for you know half a decade so yeah exactly and uh aj dylan he sees garbage time yeah we, th- these picks aren't helping us now and we need to capitalize on aaron's uh, on his prime basically he's at the peak he's at, you know towards the back end of the peak but he's still at his peak yeah, right now yeah. and it's I don't know. It feels like we're not capitalizing on it, but maybe we do, you know, maybe they still do trust MVS to um, quit dropping the ball and, and Jay Sternberger to quit dropping. And I, I mean, you have our, to remember MVS is still young, man. Yes. So, no, yes. And Lazard uh, 23. So yeah. I, these guys, Lazard, yeah. Lazard's another one too. Like I our, still like Lazard. I, I, I like our receiving core right now mm-hmm. by the end of this season, I feel really comfortable because you have to remember like this is, like the Greg Jennings, like Donald driver receiving core was kind of like started like this. They were young Packers. So if this continues, we might get like, they had an old Brett Favre. We might get an old Aaron Rodgers with a Packer built and grown strong receiving core. So, and then by the time that Aaron Rodgers is done, these guys are going to be like older and still strong. And Jordan Love's going to come in and it's going to have veteran receivers. So I, I think it's a pretty solid move. I think the Packers are in a good spot right now, especially with the way they're winning games. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm shit talking the guy that I'm losing to in fantasy right now. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> uh, in my hey, in my dynasty league though, where I got Josh Allen, my MVP. We're going to talk uh, about him again soon. I, I, yeah, you probably got a lot of points with him today. Got a lot. Of, I'm winning. I literally. I mean, unless Josh Jacob puts up uh, eight. 80 points tomorrow night i'm gonna win so i mean no (laughs) i don't think it's physically possible no yeah i'm so 700 yards (laughs) right um what what oh yeah all right let's move on jacksonville jaguars and the tennessee titans oh man jacksonville's good (laughs) i you know and it's weird like because I wasn't actually watching. That wasn't the game I was actually paying attention to, but I had the sound on for it. So like I'd watch it. I'd have the games I was paying attention to, two on my laptop and I have sound on the one I'm not watching so I can hear it. Right. And you just hear the announcers just talking about the dash, Minshew, look at that throw. And 
I, I look over and I look over and Minshew looks like a really good quarterback. And it, it's very quickly getting to a point where it's like, do we want to have the number one overall pick right now? Do, do we? Even and if, it, even if they do, I, I, th- are they taking Trevor Lawrence? Because or, I or wouldn't. Do they, tr- do they trade it? Exactly. Because the, the value of Trevor Lawrence, because if you can find a team that has two first-round draft picks this upcoming season, that number one overall draft pick is two first-round draft picks, which is something that is almost unprecedented in football. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the prodigal son of quarterbacks is coming into the league. Like, this is LeBron James. So and we're, we're preparing. Yeah. And not even Minshew too. Like this defense is legit. They shut down Derrick Henry who has yeah. been their kryptonite over the past, yeah. like what, four seasons. Uh, well, probably only two seasons, but still like they did not let him do anything. And Tannehill still had 84 threw, yards. That's shutting Derrick Henry down. <laughs> it is. And not a tough, like, and listen, and Tannehill still looked good. Gianno Smith had a really good game. They still scored and they still lost. That's the thing. But this Jacksonville team, they competed. They have a very, very, very young team. And they're yeah. going to make – a lot of these guys are rookies, especially on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of these guys are young, second-year players on the offensive side of the ball. There's a lot of youth on this team, and they're playing this well right now. And it's kind of scary. <laughs> so I'm I, I'm still – I'm back on with the Jaguars. I still – we're not going to – I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I don't no. think they're going to really make it, but they're going to be headaches. They're going to be headaches yeah. for people. Just like the Lions. They're going to be a pain in the ass for those teams that are just trying to squeak in. And they um, know Green Bay has to play them. I'm pretty excited for that game. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be a really good test for our defense to see what they can do against a younger, like, more wild, like, not necessarily – I mean, they're unexpected. That's the best way to describe Gardner Minshew. He so he uh he, he's really good at improvising, just kind of like Patrick Mahomes in a way. So um, yeah, I I think if you're a Jacksonville fan right now, this is about the most optimistic one and one you probably could have thought of. For at least like this is close to being two and zero oh, as you could really want to be. Um, yeah. And if you if you're Tennessee, this is about best case scenario too. So. It, and if I'm Tennessee, I don't worry too much because obviously no, this Jacksonville no. team is competing and they beat a very good Colts team last week. So, like, well, I, I'm not too worried if I'm – because you still won. If you're Tennessee, you look at I it and you say, we still won. From the top down, the NFL is a lot more even this year, it seems like, which I am all for. I love good games. Like, we're not – like, the Packers kind of blew out the Lions, but we had two, a good half of football, a good three quarters, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was a full game. Like first quarter, the Packers went up by three scores. It, it was right. a good game. And every game we've had has been a good game. Exactly. For the most part. And they've been close. And I, I, can't, I can't complain. I've been watching football all weekend, and that's normally not a thing I do. So Come on, Cam. Pull the trigger. There it is. There's a big play. I think you're um, ahead of me by about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so let's talk about these Indianapolis Colts because they went in. Actually, I do want to mention the Colts because they th- this was a good bounce back week for them. Phillip Rivers looked better. He's still making – he's still he's still got issues. But this was a very good bounce back team because the Colts could have came into this game saying, wow, like we lost the game we should have won last week. We – 
you know, now we're playing this very talented Vikings team. They could have come in with their heads down low and they could have got blown up, but they came in and played hard. And if I do, I don't know what to do in Minnesota. I, I mean, I'm looking at this from a Packers fan. I fucking love this. I, this is great. I love seeing them collapse like this, but you know, from an analytical standpoint, looking at this objectively, I, it, I don't know. To me, it's, it's been Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins has been the issue. Like they have, they have not found their quarterback yet, but they paid this guy $84 million. <laughs> I just don't understand it. And even now they're, I mean, yes, they're, we've talked about their secondary is extremely young. But I, ugh, they looked bad. Kirk has been Kirk was sacked or has been sacked for a safety two weeks in a row now. <laughs> and, and you know what Kirk Cousins' issue is? He he can't move on his feet like some of these other quarterbacks can, Ooh. and his line can't protect him. You know, there's a quarterback that's on the market right now that is really quick and virtually free. Ooh, and you know what? In Minnesota specifically, He'd be a great fit on that team. Well, and taking football out of it, Minneapolis. Yeah, obviously, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Colin Kaepernick. Again, as a Packer fan, I do not want to see Colin Kaepernick in our division. <laughs> oh no, no! Just as as a Packer fan in general, I don't want to see Colin Kaepernick on the other side of the field. Yeah, <laughs> but, point, especially not in our division. But you bring up a really good point because he might fit really well in that specific uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. Yes, I. I was thinking about that earlier when I was watching that Vikings game. I'm like, this might be a week three like press conference that we might hear about week four where they might bring in a free agent because they don't really have a backup in Minnesota right now. That would be Kirk Cousins replacement. They've got an injury backup. So I did not think of that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, But on the other side of the ball, go Jonathan Taylor, man. Like at the, like he's like he could make a Pro Bowl in a couple of years. Like this dude is looking good. Like starting running back of an NFL like playoff team, good. And he is in his second game in the NFL. Yeah, he he looks incredible. Like he and the, he is the guy that they drafted him to be. And again, it's unfortunate that his opportunities are coming at a at the, at the expense of Marlon Mack and uh, being out for the season. Mm-hmm. But like, did, this couldn't be more perfect for Jonathan Taylor. Like he, he is now the bell cow back. Um, we'll see if we, if they use him, I think they're still, because he's, he's catching passes too. And yeah. that was, that was the thing of why they kept Naheem Hines um, because he was the pass catcher. But like, if, if, if Jonathan Taylor can be a three down back, which he, I, he is, uh, trust yeah, me, I watched it. We saw, yeah, we saw him do it in Wisconsin for years. It, it, awesome. Yeah, he, he was the most impressive back out of the slew of running backs that we've had at Wisconsin. He, well, he was the one that impressed me the most because, you know, Melvin Gordon had the speed and, you know, he was behind the, he was behind the blockers. Um, Monte Ball, he, he was a good he, – he, he hit the hole. He was really he smart. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he, he was quick on, the, quick on the feet, yeah. And uh, who else am I thinking? James White too, but James he was never he, he, he was, was never the really feature fast, guy though. He had an amazing line though. Exactly. <laughs> but you look at Jonathan specifically was so good. 
Jonathan Taylor broke tackles. Jonathan Taylor never, he, he did have obviously the, the, the Wisconsin 70 yard run without being touched because our blocking is so good, but he also had 50 yard touchdowns where he broke through three tackles at the line of scrimmage and then broke out. And he has the speed. He has the power. He can catch the pass. He is the all around back. That's finally come out of Wisconsin and the Colts, I think have found their running back of the future. Jonathan Taylor carried the most mediocre quarterback Wisconsin's ever had. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Alex Horningbrook? I, I, I really know. Feel... Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. Sorry. Cohen. I had my, I had yeah, my no, ears mixed Cohen. up there. Definitely I liked not. Cohen. I still uh, – I, I was never a huge fan of him because he just didn't do enough for me. I had he such was, high hopes for him. He, was, he just never performed. Yeah. He, he was solid. But he always threw like an, uh, one too many interceptions in just the wrong time. And... He looked so good against Ohio State in that second, yeah. in that championship. Oh, yeah. 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 But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about my MVP for the season. I, I'm not even saying MVP candidate anymore. I think he's going to be MVP of the league. I think Josh Allen is that guy this year. And he's playing with a purpose. And yes, I mean, who did he play week one? Now I can't even remember. The Jets? They play the Jets week one. I can't remember. Well, that doesn't, yeah, but that doesn't count for a game. Right. And they played the Dolphins this week, but the Dolphins are, I don't know. I don't know. Prince Patrick put up a hell of a lot of yards too. Well, yeah, that's the thing. 328 and Josh Allen put up 417. The Bills got to be some sort of record. Bill's defense oh. needs to lock the Bill's defense needs to lock that down because that they should not be allowing that 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 defense should not be allowing that kind of stuff I mean, to the Dolphins defense. I know Daniel Jones is really is playing really well, but they should be allowing 417 yards either. Like that's a lot. Trying to okay, so Josh Allen. Here here is a list of quarterbacks who have thrown 700 plus passing yards six plus touchdowns and zero interceptions for the through the first two weeks of the NFL season in 2013, Peyton Manning in 2015, Tom Brady in 2019, Patrick Mahomes. And in 2020, Josh Allen. That's quite a list. That is quite a list. And Josh Allen putting himself in good company. He is ball and he's got the legs. He runs so well. I, I just – I love the guy this year, and I love that I drafted him into my fantasy leagues. I <laughs> uh, no, but the, the, here's my only concern. Playing at MetLife, we've seen some – we've heard, I, I've been hearing some grumblings that especially the 49ers were not happy about the turf quality as of recent. Hmm. And okay. it, there, there were a couple grumblings that came out last week as well about the turf quality at MetLife. Okay. And I don't know if that – well, last week there was only one game played there. And I, I don't know if they didn't do any good turf maintenance over the week because allegedly this week it wasn't very good for the, the uh, Giants and or the, the uh, 49ers and Jets game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Um, so, yeah, I again, and the, like I said, this Bills defense, uh, they're supposed to be a lot better than this. They shouldn't be allowing 28 points to the Dolphins. I know Fitzpatrick no. balled out, but this defense. But I think they'll be fine. I think this was this is a divisional game. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into it, you know. So, uh, plus it's a Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, revenge game, which it is yeah. half of the half of the season for him, basically. Let's talk about those 49ers and those Jets. Um, oh man, those injuries. 
I, I got to say the Jets put up 13 more points than I was expecting them to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would have given them I given without Bosa three, on the field. Even without Bosa on the field, I really didn't expect them to put up any points. Well, and they had that one big play um, for that touchdown. I, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I still didn't really expect them to put up a lot, even when a lot of those guys went down. But we got to talk about what this means for the 49ers. Potentially losing uh, Solomon Thomas. Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Raheem Mostert. Mostert probably won't miss the rest of the season. I don't know about Garoppolo, but he he's had his issues since he came to the, to San Francisco. But it looked pretty bad for Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. So here's what I'll tell you based on what I saw from how Jimmy Garoppolo injured himself. The last time I saw somebody's ankle move like that was when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in the final. Oh, no. Let me see if there's anything new. But. So, now, that is a very, a very, I almost said a very Pacific, like it's an ocean. A very specific, <laughs> that's a very specific tweak that if you do just right, your Achilles snaps like a rubber band goes flying up your leg. We would have known if that would have happened. So, Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain. That's six hours ago. Hey, now the other thing too is we don't know the the severity of that sprain. We've seen sprains have people sit out for weeks. So isn't that what Michael Thomas is going through right now? If yeah, I'm remembering correctly. And, and a lot of those are like stress induced injuries yeah. and they just get worse if you don't sit. Well, and that's the thing. And I've heard th- about three weeks you can comfortably miss and come back and you should be fine. Michael Thomas is still trying to play tomorrow night, which is, in my opinion, stupid. The Saints will be fine without him. Like, obviously. They don't need him. No. Uh, Not to say that they don't need the number one receiver, but for this game specifically, I think they're going to be fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting because Nick Mullins is their quarterback, and we haven't seen a lot of – we've seen Nick Mullins – be somewhat successful but not really to the level where he's an every week starting quarterback so and without Raheem Mostert, I mean they still have what JD McKissick and they still have Tevin Coleman so they're okay at running back um, but yeah, and you even, have to remember what kind of style of a, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo only throws how many passes a game anyway yeah so but like 15 20 but are they gonna keep that up without that defense you know I because now that they've lost a lot on that defense like that whole defensive line is basically gone from last year. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it it really sucks. And I, I once again, I just I hope this is not a turf issue because if this is a turf issue, because this is something that Packers fans had an issue with an issue with last year with the Packers playing up in Canada. Remember that? They tried to play the preseason game up there and they didn't play the game because the turf was so bad. Yeah. Or at least the starters didn't play. Yeah. No, uh, wasn't that uh that was the Hall of Fame game. Wasn't no, that it? was a that was a different game. That was a totally oh, different game. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that that was that was Pat McAfee game. Okay. Um yeah. anyway, yeah, that that'll be something to look at. Uh I'll I'll have to look more into that yeah. for future New York home games. Um I think this is just good news for the Seahawks. I mean, honestly, the Seahawks are going to run away with this division now in my opinion. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs>
The Rams and the Eagles, this is what I expected out of this game. I yeah. I, I don't have much to say. I mean, that offensive line looks terrible, and they don't have the weapons that they need. They 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 desperately need Alshon Jeffrey back, but they even with Jeffrey back, they need an offensive line. Like it's just and and their defense is just god awful. I mean, this Eagles well, like, team. Carson what Wentz happened? Is making mistakes too. Yes. And the margin for error right now with their roster is very minimal, and you just you can't be throwing the ball away, and. He, he's been doing that too many times. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I don't have much else to say. I mean, the Rams look good. And, and the loss with Cam Akers isn't it, – it's not too big. It's unfortunate, obviously. But they have uh, they have Brown at, at running back, too, who kind of was the starter anyway. So, um, not too uh, – and, I mean, Robert Woods still look good, too. So, yeah. I, Sorry, I'm just still fantasy football stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a big night. A lot of numbers going up. Well, I just – I basically just – I mean, I already lost before this game even started, but fucking mm. Russell Wilson is just mm. – he, um, Yeah, he, he's pretty good. <laughs> ridiculous. The Denver Broncos put up more of a fight than I thought against the Steelers, especially with Drew Locke um, going out early. And Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, I always have problems with his name. Looked pretty decent. Um, in the, I mean, he, I think he threw even a touchdown pass, but he did make mistakes late in the game too. This defense is still who I think they are. They're still one of the better defenses in the league, potentially the best defense in the league right now. Um, I think Baltimore in the same division has uh, a shot at that. And and maybe even the Cardinals too, we're going to get to them. But uh, yeah, I, the, the Pittsburgh still looks good. I mean, if the Broncos stop that one, like, 84-yard play to Connor, like, the Broncos win that game. So, or at least they stop that one drive. I mean, that that was kind of a, a bad defensive read, and Big Ben took advantage of it, and he aired it out. So, that, that's what you get when you play against a veteran quarterback. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, minus – Denver actually did play pretty solid. I, I wasn't yeah. expecting them to play that well against against Pittsburgh. I, I like to bring up a lot of big, you know, uh, I like to bring up young stars and young teams. And this is one of those Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are going to be a hell of a duo uh, someday. And especially if Drew Locke is their guy and he gets locked in literally no pun intended there. Um, if he, if he ends up being their guy and he is consistent, they're going to have a lot of, uh, they're going to have a lot of success and Noah fan too. I can't even, the, the second year tight end, he he looks great too. Uh, they they have a lot of weapons on that offense. Yeah. Um, so if they get their defense back, Von Miller in a few years, you know, uh, or next year, and hopefully for a couple years to come, they they should be. They're going to compete. I mean, they ha- they're in a tough division, but they're going to be able to compete. And hopefully, this will be a season that Melvin Gordon can try to figure things out for himself too. Try to like maybe this is the year the game slows down a bit for him. Maybe so. Another full season just helps so much. I actually have to bring up stats for this game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as predicted, looked very well, looked very good on offense against a terrible Carolina defense. Now, their defense also looked very good, slowed down Christian McCaffrey, slowed down this high-powered offense. So I will give them credit where credit is due because their young defense is stepping up. But Tom Brady, hey, how, about, 
How about Leonard Fournette, sir? Yeah, where the hell did Leonard Fournette come from? <laughs> uh, right where I said he was. I told you he was still really good. I uh, now I know it's against the Panthers. I know, AJ, right? But still, Leonard Fournette showed up, man. 103 okay. yards. See, that's the thing. That's it. against the Panthers. I'm not going to read too much into this. He, he, Ten yards a carry, man. That against any NFL team, that's good. Listen. I'm a Jaguars fan. I'm used to this. He'll do this once or twice a season. That's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and you know what? The next time that he'll do it is against the Panthers because they played them twice. twice yeah. I, I, I don't see a lot of good things coming out of this as far as the, the, the offense, because Tom Brady still didn't look sharp. And, no, and this, all, and Scotty Miller, who uh, uh, was impressing in camps and at practice and was supposed to be the number two guy without Chris Godwin, he didn't look great. He, he obviously got his catches and his numbers and Mike Evans, a healthy Mike Evans looked good, but Brady, I don't know, Brady still, and I mean, maybe Brady was just looking to hand off the ball because that's what Brady likes to do. Um, but he still threw that pick. That's four games in a row now. I hope people realize four games in a row where Brady has thrown in at least one interception. Yeah. And before this week, the, I, I didn't know this before. I, I found this out after we recorded last week, Tom Brady, before this game, three games in a row threw a pick six. He threw more pick sixes in those three games than Aaron Rodgers has in his career. Tom Brady is not the same quarterback, people. I don't get why people still think that he's the, this savior that's going to come in. It, yes, he has a stacked offense, but like, mm, I don't know. It, it's those two receivers. That's that's all it really is. It's a committee at running back of running backs I don't trust. Neither tight end I trust right now. Uh, and that offensive line I still don't trust because Brady's still getting beat up. Ooh, that's a knee injury, I think. You must be really behind me now. Yeah, I yeah, it's pretty slow. Well, no, I I just I watched I just saw the replay. Oh, okay, yeah. I just saw I just saw him go down. That's yeah, that's unfortunate for the Seahawks to lose. K. Well, we'll see what happens with KJ. This bird dude. This bird dude is coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers or the Panther. I I I see Cam Newton think Panthers. They actually, honestly, they kind of look like Panthers uniforms minus the red stripes. So, <laughs> um, so the uh, Brady didn't get sacked. I mean, I saw a lot of pressure no. on him. He didn't get sacked though. But I, I, I think he made more of an effort to get the ball out before yes. the, he had the opportunity to. Yeah. So that was ugly. Be, yeah. Besides that, I still don't like. I I made this prediction that they're gonna look good this year, and everyone's gonna hype back, or jump back on the hype train. I have never been on the hype train. I will not get on the hype train. And I off. think it. Thank good. Even after a yeah. win, see that's the thing. They did. It's yeah. not even that impressive of a it win. It wasn't convincing. Yeah. No. Like there's there's ways to win a game, and that just like Teddy Bridgewater played with two interceptions. I still feel like played a better game. So <laughs> that's fair. I like honestly. So I don't know. He was connecting on more passes. So, and they felt more comfortable to have him throw the ball more. Like I understand they didn't win the game, and that might have been a part of it. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I guess, played fine. Yeah, he played pretty well. So, I don't know. It, it, Dave Bridgewater, 367 yards. That's pretty nuts. That is um, pretty nuts. There's a, there's a lot of 300, 400-yard games this week. My, uh, my ESPN's being weird. What game you got next on there? 
Uh, well, I'm all out of order now. Let's see what, what haven't we done? Yeah, what haven't um, we talked about? While I'm getting back to this, talked about the Washington Football Club and the Cardinals yet. And we have we not, have and I the think that's... Cardinals. And then we got to do Chiefs, Chargers. All right, I should. I, I'm back now. Ravens, Texans. Hey, look at you! The Cardinals, Washington was next on my list. Thirty to fifteen, the Arizona Cardinals won. And yes, this was only over the football team, but I the Cardinals are a legit team. And, and, and I, I think the football team's the the act an actual pain in the ass. The football team will be a, a pain in the ass for sure. I I'm just gonna say Washington. That sounds so weird to say. Washington will be a pain in the ass. Um, they I, they're not gonna come. They're gonna compete in a lot of games, honestly, and because because of that defensive line and because of who they do have in that secondary. They're it's a very physical team. And Dwayne Haskins, if he can settle down and make good decisions, he's not a terrible quarterback because they has Terry McLaurin and Steven Sims, who are good receivers. And they have Antonio Gibson, who finally got in the end zone today. I, ooh, I, they have a good young core. I love these good young cores. And Washington, especially with Riverboat Ron, they have something brewing for the future. They really do. Now, um, I really like a, a 23-year-old Dwayne Haskins going 19 for 33 and 223 yards. I, like, I'm a big numbers guy. And for a Washington football team that is, was not supposed to be good at all, those are really good numbers for Dwayne Haskins. And I, I like the way he's progressing. And with Riverboat Ron being <laughs> the powerful coach that he is, like you said, they, they really got something good going. They might even have their quarterback in the future already there, and they just have to develop him a little bit more. They might. They so, might. I mean, they, they're probably three years out from making a solid playoff run. Mm-hmm. But it, three years from now, Dwayne Haskins could be a really, really solid quarterback. Um, and speaking of solid quarterbacks, I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, what, can you, what can't you say about this kid? He's, he's incredible. He, he's gonna he be the look, face of that franchise until he wants to leave. Like he gen, he looks he has MVP. I legit the three MVP candidates in my head right now are uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray. Like those are the three guys right now. You might even be able to throw Aaron Rodgers in there the way he's played the first two weeks. But like the, 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 Kyler is just. I mean, again, he threw two eighty six with a touchdown and a pick, and he and he even ran for sixty eight yards or sixty seven yards and two touchdowns. This dude. His job, he's fun to watch. He's so fun to watch because he's so fast. And the way that he can just outrun, you know, when quarterbacks, they started to get chased on the edge and they're running out and they just kind of, they loop around just to buy some time. Kyler Murray loops around and he eventually beats someone to the edge and he'll just run for 20 yards. Yeah. He's he's just crazy. Uh, And that, and that one touchdown that he had today, the one rushing touch, it was a long, longer rushing touchdown. He just, I don't think he was even touched. He looked like Lamar. Well, you have to keep in mind, he's only like five foot. Like, I mean, there's not really much to grab. He's a really tiny dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, this is what we saw from him in college. We didn't think it was going to translate this literally to the next level. He's kind of making some of these defenses look pretty stupid. Well, what helps is that they have a, a, a former very successful college coach in Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and the thing that we've learned about offensive coach or offensive college, offensive minded coaches, they're much more open-minded and willing to try different things. 
And Kyler Murray isn't the type of quarterback that's traditional to what the NFL has seen up until the, up until the last, you know, five years when Russell Wilson really started making it big and Rogers started using his legs more. Um, this whole new breed of running quarterbacks is ushering in a whole new playbook, but this is a playbook that's been used in college for decades because, mm-hmm. you know, historically you put your most athletic player at the quarterback position. So we, we know all these wildcats, these quarterback sneaks, and we're starting to see these be just regular playbook pieces in, in Arizona. Well, so, yeah, because we're, we're finally getting these guys who, who have been doing this in college forever. Cam Newton's yeah. hair is just ridiculous. We, we're finally <laughs> seeing these guys who can actually throw. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's what it comes down to is they have the NFL accuracy along with the athleticism and the legs. Um, so it's, it's, it's very fun to see, honestly. I think it, it makes for great football. It makes for very fun um, television. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this Chiefs Chargers game. Uh, we'll start with the positive, I guess. Um, we'll start with Justin Herbert, who looked really good in his NFL debut uh, out of nowhere. Like he he didn't know yeah. he was going to play, and I think that's what's most impressive to me. Like mm-hmm. he, he he ran for a touchdown, he threw for a touchdown, he threw a pick, but it's it. I don't care. He threw three hundred and eleven yards. I'm surprised he only threw one. Like yeah. this is this is a good Kansas City Chiefs team, and they had to go into overtime to beat Justin Herbert. I've been saying this team, top to bottom, is extremely talented. The only thing holding them back was Tyrod Taylor, and but the only thing that worries me now is Anthony Anthony Lynn, the head coach, has already come out today he said and that said Tyrod's going to be the starter. Still when there. Tyrod is healthy, he's got the starting job. I hate that. I might lose his job over that. Seriously, like that, I, yeah. that borderline might be like that. That might be the first step to putting yourself in the hot seat. Well, I mean, can you imagine the backlash the first game Tyrod's back when he comes in and they don't score on their first two or three drives? Well, like, and then, don't, then you put Justin back in. Y- you have to. You That's have the, to. But I, I just don't understand how you can take him out, especially if he ends up playing again next week. If Tyrod can't and, and Justin Herbert throws even somewhat similarly to the way he does this week, like they're then it has to change. There's no way that t- that Tyrod should go back in. What with they barely beat the Bengals last week. Yeah, and the thing that's plagued this Chargers team last all of last season is they couldn't finish games. Mm-hmm. And they actually should have beat the. They actually should have lost to the Bengals. The Bengals kicker missed the game winning yeah, after field yes, goal. Yes, the Chargers can't finish games, mm-hmm. and it tends to be who's leading your team tends. To to, you know, be a big factor in that. And they've had issues at the quarterback position. And Phillip Rivers was a good quarterback too. But, you know, finishing out games is difficult sometimes. So in this position now, you've got this guy that you weren't necessarily expecting to play this year. And I I wasn't expecting the Chargers to be good this year. I thought they were actually going to start Herbert week one. Because I thought that yeah. was going to be the plan. Like, they were just going to lose out and let him play. But now it looks like if they let him play, they're going to win. So it becomes I, – I'm really glad I'm not in that front office right now because there's some heated arguments going on right now about who's going to be starting next week. Or Plug him in and let him play. And- Do you see how heartbroken Joey Bosa was after that game? He was on a knee. He was so exhausted because he – had such an impact on that game. He was single-handedly keeping that defense uh, on the field and like, and keeping them in the game. 
he, he, he had such it an out impact. for a couple plays in overtime. He did, and even on one, he got he got blocked, and then he just kind of stayed on his knees because he's tired, dude. Uh, I just like why not just why not just play Herbert? He's obviously the better quarterback right now, and especially for this system, I I just don't understand it. Um, as far as the Chiefs go, they looked rough to start this out. Patrick Mahomes. And then they punted on their first three possessions. They really yeah. did not get going until later in the, I mean, second quarter, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I, even there was a little sketchy. Like, they really had to pull it together in the end. And I, I think that's that's a really good situation for the, the Chiefs to have to deal with because they don't, they're not going to have a whole lot of close games this season like this, I don't think. Right. So – to be in the situation where they have to play an over and this is their first overtime game since 2018. I thought. Damn. Really? It, it's been like postseason 2018. It's been a little bit. So, and, and they won that game. So it it's good for them to have this close game experience for the season, something they haven't experienced in a while. So then when the time comes, it'll help them out when they actually need it more to all. In addition to that, the extra quarter of play helps them get a little more their wind. I don't think they're ever going to complain about getting a little extra playing time, trying to get their conditioning ready. True. So, And I think we also need to mention Clyde Edwards, a layer 10 rushes for only 38 yards. Yeah. He, the, for some, I, and again, but I, I think this Chargers defense is good though. I, I can't hold that too much on him and the offense couldn't get really get going. They had to throw for a lot of that game too. So uh, maybe I shouldn't, we, we shouldn't hype on that too much. Um, but Kelsey and Hill look good as of course, and even Alaire was their second, not no, their second, sorry, their third receiver there. Um, so yeah, I think the chiefs, they just need to get, they just need to come out hot and we know that they can come from behind, but I don't think they yeah. want to do that every game. I, I, I don't it's stressful. That, that's hard yeah, on yeah. Andy Reid. Exactly. And, we don't need his face mask fogging up. Every no, week. no, 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 no. Yeah, and I, I think something that was really noticed I noticed that was really noticeable to me at least was and I, I it was reiterated in statistics was that the Chargers just when Patrick Mahomes was running, they couldn't stop him. So as soon as Patrick Mahomes gets the ball and leaves the pocket, he's getting ten yards every time. Oh, yeah. And that's just that's not sustainable. So for the chart, that's going to be something really big to focus on next time the Chargers see these guys, because you're not going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes if you're not going to be able to stop his run game. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. And the final game before we get to the Sunday night game, which is wrapping up right now, the Patriots are making a drive here. Cam's going to tuck it and run. Gets the first down. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the Ravens Texans. Shocker, the Texans offense looked like they needed a number one red receiver. I don't think I'm going to let up on that all season. They no, just, please don't. They need another weapon, and yeah. they had another weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, who is now the weapon on one of the best offenses in the league in uh, Arizona. I just don't – I still don't get that trade. I still – I mean, Will Fuller didn't even have a catch tonight. I don't know if he was targeted or what the – like. The Ravens just the, – the Ravens did what they wanted against them. And, and to, to Houston's credit – their defense actually looked pretty decent and made a lot of stops against this team. They didn't let Lamar run like a crazy maniac, but they don't have the offense. But yeah, yeah. Deshaun has no help on that offense. Yeah. And I mean, Deshaun didn't look awful considering what he had. Yeah. I, I think that needs to be pointed out. Like Deshaun's not a bad quarterback, 
And he's just he's really drawn the short end of the stick right now. I feel really bad for him. I yeah. I, so I do too. he's like he's in a Dwayne Haskins situation. Good young quarterback, just shitty program. The Ravens to me do do feel like the the best team in the league. I mean, because if you can't if you it, can't it's stop not the best, the most confident, you know. Because you you have to be able to stop both aspects of Lamar's game, which is the rushing, the running, and the passing. Um, and, and even if you can slow him down on both of those sides, they have a running game as well that isn't Lamar, and their defense is incredible. Like this, this is a very scary, confident, like you said, team. Um, yeah. And they they're kind of on a revenge tour because they they lost in one one playoff game last year. So I. Th- yeah, they're they're a scary team. They're my early pick uh, to at least represent the AFC in the Super Bowl right now. They, they look like the best team in the AFC. Yeah, uh, I can't none. I can't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar Jackson, like like you said, we knew coming into the season him specifically, he was he wasn't looking to make some noise, and I, I definitely think he's making a statement right now. He he's playing very very confidently. Do you know what their next game is? What Monday night. Baltimore hosts the Chiefs. Oh. That's the that's a preview of the AFC Championship. Hopefully it's a preview of the AFC Championship. I don't see another team that that's at the well, caliber the playoffs, of those two. Aren't the playoffs kind of weird this year? Yeah, I got yeah, I, but I think the one and two would still potentially play each other. I but isn't it like a is it the bracket this year though? So like they so it's upset. so so the number one still gets a buy, but they're the only one that gets a buy. The number two has to play wild card weekend, and and it's the same thing. The lower seed, oh they almost scored. The lower seed plays the higher seed. So okay. so so as soon as the playoffs, it's gonna Wait, be so if it's seven two plays two plays yes two two is gonna play seven okay. Um, three is going to play six and four and five are going to play. And then you go on. So two, two and one, if they win, if two wins and then two and one win, they're going to play in the AFC championship. It it definitely makes sense now. Yeah. Um, man, I, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, that's going to be a great, we got two really good primetime games next week. Holy shit. Um, very excited for that, which is good because I work in the morning on Sunday. Um, so before this game, New England's not coming to the door with nine seconds, so I'm going to stall for a little bit before this game ends. Next week, we should be fine. It may just be a little later, and this is a little bit of admin. I'm basically telling Hanson this right now, too. I work in the morning on Saturday, on Sunday next week. I work 8 to 3. My idea is that I'm going to record Red Zone and watch, still watch the seven hours when I get home, um, and we obviously have the Sunday night game on when that comes on, and I'll be dual screening like I normally do. So it might be just later Sunday night that we record and that the episode goes out, but I still, that's still my plan. And hopefully I don't work too much on Sundays, but that's the plan for next week. So it shouldn't be too much different. Sounds um, good. Yeah. So let's, uh, I mean, fuck, let's live react they, to the Seahawks game. I, I would say almost had it right there. Yeah. Oh God. I forgot I'm ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching second and 10 uh, from the 14 yard line, 13 yard line, nine seconds. Oh my ho 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 with two seconds left. They're calling okay, a yeah, timeout. I, 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 I'm not that far yet. I, I saw him at nine seconds with a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me reload my page. and right. see if That will help. 
I'm just, it's going to come down to the final play. This is crazy. I, I really apologize. This probably isn't great radio. If you yeah, want to skip, yeah, if you want to skip ahead a few minutes or so, uh, you're more than welcome to. But I do want to talk about this game, so I'm waiting. I'm definitely waiting to see who wins. Yeah, we intentionally timed it like this, so we, we like, really did right at the end of the game. Yeah, it worked well last week on Monday. <laughs> I think it's working this time too. We just got to see. Bill Belichick wears his mask so weird. Have you seen the play yet? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh. The two-yard two line, two seconds. Uh, they bumped it up to three seconds on my on my screen oh, now. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. Well, no, I just – I literally just saw the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm really back. But this is – no timeouts, three seconds left. Seahawks up five, but the Patriots have the ball at, the, what, the two-yard line? <laughs> Yeah, oh, you gotta think Cam Newton's keeping it. I, I I'm gonna see. I, they're expecting Cam Newton to keep it, but he's your best player. Do you maybe fake a run, fake an outside run, triple option? Have have Julian Edelman streaking, triple option with the running back following you. Julian the Edelman, old... Julian Edelman jet screen. I like it. Let's Julian see. Edelman across. <laughs> I, all I, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is they didn't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. They, then they messed up. Yeah. It, it's, it's ugly when you get to it. <laughs> yeah. Cam Newton's always very iffy in late game scenarios. <sighs> that was not the right play call. That was definitely, I, and I mean, I'm not saying that they should have run what we were saying. That's just an idea, but they could have run so many more. Di- they could have ran so many different things. It's so obvious where they're going with that. One guy actually made the play. If that one guy doesn't come in, who is that? 91. He actually makes the play there. Damn. Great. It's going to be like a effort. fake handoff and Cam keeps. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in just a sec. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, all right. So I'm about to watch it right now. Yep. Oh, uh, no. They just, what, what were they expecting to happen? So uh, on the replay, you can kind of, he does actually have a hole. He does, but that one, that one ninety one actually does come in and break that up on the replay when when they show that he breaks that up by himself. Cam might have got in if it wasn't for that guy. Their line isn't good enough for them to run that play. No, I agree. I, like I said, there's plenty of other options. You know how many times I've seen Bill Belichick run a fake pat or a fake run and a tight end's just wide open in the end zone. Like I like, and I, I, I don't know. There's so many things that they could have done there. Yeah, this, this 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 is when you throw your jet sweep Philly special. Who is that Collier? I don't even know who that is. Hell of a play though. Yeah, if he had a gap, it was small. <laughs> it was tiny. I think if, if it was there, it was tiny. I think if Collier isn't there, I think I think Cam has a play at it, and he, you know, we know yeah. his jumping ability, we know his length. Yeah, you know. I, yeah. But hey, I, honestly, the Patriots played better than I thought they were going to. Uh, That's going to so, be a theme for this season. <laughs> you're probably right. Thirty-five to thirty is the official final for the Seattle uh, uh, versus New England game. Cam Newton, uh, thirty for forty-four with three ninety-seven, a touchdown and a pick. He had eleven carries for forty-seven yards and two rushing touchdowns. Not surprised. Ooh, excuse me. Not surprising there. Um, and Julian Edelman with 179 rushing yards. Looks like they are finding their chemistry early, which is kind of scary. Russell Wilson, uh, 21 for 28. Again, just incredible accuracy from him. 
Um, he had the one pick, but it was tipped up in the air to start off the night. Um, five touchdowns on 288. Just crazy. Chris Carson getting going compared to last week, 17 carries for 72 yards. And DK Metcalf, four catches for 92 yards and one touchdown. That one touchdown on Stephon Gilmore, too. He won that battle. Like, he was the man on that play. That, that was a big boy touchdown. And like I said earlier, these injuries to the Seattle or to San Francisco only make Seattle look like even more. I shouldn't even say even more because I don't. Th- they they weren't the favorite in my opinion, but now they are the favorite to win the West. They look like, you know, it it again. It in my opinion, and I don't. It, I think it's. I I always don't. I never want to be a homer. I never really want to put the Packers up there. But right now, the way the Packers have played the first two weeks, it looks like the Seahawks, the Saints the Packers and I'd even throw the Cardinals up there as four potential teams to represent the NFC. Yeah. And there's not really, I don't even, I, I like, I'm thinking like right now I'm thinking like six and seven and that that's going to be an iffy. There's going to be some fun spots to try to watch the battles over. Cause like I said earlier, the NFL right now is really balanced, which mm-hmm. a lot more balanced than we we're all expecting it to be. So, um, I mean, with the Jets being the worst team, they're not significantly farther off than how, like how far the Browns were off, you know, five years ago. So, yeah. I, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, I was going to look something up and I forgot it now. But, oh, I was going to look up the, the standings. For, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, again, it's only week two. So I, our, our opinions are starting to form now. I think the overreactions are over, um, except for in Tampa Bay that there, there's just going to be overreactions all season. I think on that, whether they lose or win, people are going to be on that hype train, but I mean, it, it's going to be interesting how these injuries play into all of these games because it's, it's, it's going to be scary. Hopefully KJ, Wright. I didn't hear anything about him because we didn't have the volume on these games, obviously but hopefully KJ Wright's okay for the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Like I said, next week, New Orleans and Green Bay on Sunday night. We're going to talk about that. Um, And Baltimore. That that game alone, that one game, could end up deciding who could win the NFC. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this matchup for years. Years I've been waiting. I wanted this matchup in the playoffs last year, but the fucking Vikings had to go and push out. Oh, I was so angry at that. I I had it all planned out that the Seahawks were going to go in and beat the 49ers, and we were going to beat the Saints, and then we were going to beat the Seahawks, and we were in the we would have played the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> been, I had it planned it out. Been so good. <laughs> the fucking Vikings. No. Um. What, what we should talk about though, because we're going to talk after Thursday night, is. <laughs> The incredible matchup. I don't know who the fuck scheduled this, but Miami versus Jacksonville on Thursday night. It'll be a lot of yards. Yeah. I mean, Fitzmagic scoring game. Fitz, Fitzmagic versus Minshew Mania. I mean, actually, you know what? Good job, whoever made this schedule, because that is prime time television you know right what? there. They, this, was originally scale, this was originally scheduled to be dollar beer night. I can almost guarantee you like this is the uncle Rico themed dollar beer night. Like this is trailer trash. I actually, I'm, I'm very excited to watch this. I think this is actually going to be a really fun game. I'll obviously be wearing my Minshew Jersey. 
Um, it's gonna be so good. It's it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm very. Excited I wish for that. there were. I wish there was fans at that game because I I genuinely feel like the type of fans that would be at that game would be so NASCAR compared to normal NFL fans. <laughs> I uh, Seattle and New England win best drama again. Yeah, of course they do. Um, I'm gonna look at week three. Let's look at this. So, I'm looking on the score because that's the app that I use on my phone at least where are do they not have like not injuries do they not oh have maybe like, the bears will finally lose next week to the falcons they don't have like win probability or anything that'll be an interesting uh, game the, the espn app's got all that yeah i'm gonna have to jump to there real quick um i actually so early opinion without even looking at anything i think jacksonville is gonna win i think jacksonville the way that they're playing they're, they're playing they're playing. They're they're out there having fun. They're out. They're playing really good football. Oh. Jackson and Minshew. Oh. Not not necessarily favored. It's it's fifty point nine to forty eight point seven in favor of Miami. But Jacksonville's got the spread in their favor by three because it's at home. Interesting. Why is my ESPN app not working? That that's about um, as fifty fifty as it gets. So, interesting. Literally fifty fifty. So, I. Uh, no, I expect Minchu. Minchu had that. He was the. It was that game last year where he broke out and where Minchu was like the guy on Thursday night. Um, he likes this. He he obviously likes it. He I yeah. think it's going to be a really good game. I I think you're right though. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, uh, but but it's going to be like both of them are going to have like 300 yards passing and. Yeah. Let's break this down. Like I like to break down these bigger games, but this one's going to be a little more interesting. Offenses. I trust Minshew right now more than I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick defense. Yeah. I, tr- I trust the Jaguars defense more than I do the, the, uh, the Dolphins defense coaching. I'm not really sure. I like, I like beef flow, but I also really like uh, Doug Marone. So I, I maybe lean Doug Marone on that, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, special teams. I'm, I don't know squat about those two teams, but. And it's in Jacksonville. So, I mean, well, I mean, it's in Florida. Okay. Is Jacksonville the best team in Florida right now? That no, I, 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 I think I think the Bucks are better than them. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. We'll see at the end of the season. No, I think you're probably right. I but mean, uh, if Tom Brady stays on this train and, and Gardner Minshew keeps continuing to progress, Gardner Minshew might be the best quarterback in Florida by the end of the season. I mean, I don't think that's too crazy to say. Honestly, not not with the way Tom Brady's playing. Yeah, I yeah they haven't updated their season stats yet, but yeah, I'm very, I'm actually pretty excited. Now I've talked myself into it. I'm pretty excited for that Thursday night game. Uh, like I said, I got Jacksonville. Let's see here. I'll go twenty. I'll go 31, 31 24 I'll go. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go Jacksonville too. I'm gonna go forty eight forty two. This is this is gonna be like. Ooh. This is going to be monster football. Like, I'm, I'm talking like the Girl Scouts are going to be on defense. Like, the, the, and the offense is just going to be snacking the whole time. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a really fun game to watch, I think. There, there's just so much offense. Well, and I, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be a big dick contest between, between Ryan and Fitzpatrick. 
and, and Gardner Minshew just who could throw the ball farther? Beard versus mustache. I can't Hon- honestly wait. tell me this is not like Uncle Rico versus like his arch nemesis. Like they're they're in state rivals. They yeah. both are known for their facial hair. They're both known for being rough around the edges and being like not like mainstream for willing bad teams into wins. Like I can't, these guys I can't, are yeah. literally like straight out of like a, a prequel about Uncle Rico and his like former professional football career. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the next time you'll see us, it'll be right after that game on Thursday night. So uh, this is slash here, I guess, and not everyone watches on YouTube. So uh, yeah, uh, go, like I said, go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces or you want to see my fantasy football championship that I hopefully will still. <laughs> retain um and uh subscribe on itunes spotify wherever else you get your podcast from give us a review wherever you can or share us uh, do whatever you're, you know uh, it's all really appreciated if you give us a five-star review i looked at them yesterday i didn't see any any new ones but if you give us a five-star review i'll read it out on the air i'll give you a little shout out uh, and a big thank you because again that's how we grow as a podcast merch Pro on redbubble your five-star review can literally say anything literally anything and i will read it out yes so take that as you as you want exactly (laughs) fun exactly i got one yeah i got a couple but those are really old ones so what else follow us on twitter at frko podcast follow hansen at hansen mcelvain follow me at howard j dingers follow our twitters are starting to pick up right now with football going on full swing so exactly especially mine exactly i was tweeting like a monster today I was too until I realized that I was going to lose in fantasy. And then I just got this, you know, very sad. Um, oh, what else was I going to, all those links are in the description below. Uh, go subscribe to the other podcast. at one more last one, that podcast. Um, and maybe I should actually check that while I'm listening to that podcast is actually now on Amazon music because Amazon now has podcasts. Um, so definitely if you want to listen through Amazon, go ahead and do that. You can do it with, through Alexa. Don't do any uh, mm, stop. Go away. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can do it through that. You can, that if that's how you want to listen. First round should be there soon. I'm looking right there. It's not there yet, but it is submitted, so it should be there soon. But anyway, this was a really long outro. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you on Thursday. Tongue drip sliced down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.